Hello, hello, beautiful beings, and welcome back to Piercing the Paradigm podcast. I'm your host, Aura Jade, and we are getting ready for episode three. I'm so excited. So, um, this episode is going to be shorter than the rest, but it is a very important episode, if you ask me. So before we get started on episode three, of course, as we do, we are going to jump in to the journal prompt from last week. So last week's journal prompt, I asked you guys to think of a time where you were chastised or told that you were something you were doing was bad or made you a bad child and how that made you feel and how you would go back and reparent yourself if you were in fact the parent in that situation, right? So um, I just wanted to share with you briefly what I had down for my journal prompt, and this is more or less a summary and uh, paraphrasing, but um, I think it, it is very important to discuss this particular matter, right? So just diving in, <laughs> I learned that, you know, being inquisitive and curious can often be mistaken for being nosy or annoying or agitating <laughs> and or questioning the reasoning of parental instructions was frowned upon, right? So I was one of those kids that asked why for everything, who wanted to know how things worked and what they were for. And, um, you know, if I was told to do something I didn't want to do specifically, you know, most times I would ask why I had to do it. And it was often told because, you know, they were the adult and I was the child or not to question them and do as I was told. And many of us have likely had that similar experience where we weren't able to have that kind of open dialogue where we could question the reasoning for why we're, why we do things, why we do things the way we do them. And it was more or less, well, I'm right and you're wrong, you you know, a Matilda moment. There's nothing you can do about it. And, um, that really does become a facet of your, your personality and, how you show up in the world, right? So for me, this became reflective in how I moved through the world in my adolescent years, you know, being afraid to ask questions in class when I misunderstood something, not questioning my friends when I didn't want to do something or be a part of something, and not allowing myself to voice my opinions openly. So those tendencies, and and although they, they seem like a small type of nuance, they definitely influence the way you show up in the world, the amount of space you take up, and how you limit yourself overall as a person. And, you know, I often find that we tend to repeat those cycles. You know, I I myself am not a parent yet, but as an aunt, I have nieces. And um, most recently, my, my youngest niece um, well, she's, I don't think she's the youngest. She's like the second, second to youngest, but either way, um, you know, she's young, she's seven and she is also a very inquisitive child. And she asked a zillion questions an hour. And, you know, it, I understand that in the midst of things that I have going on, it's very easy to get aggravated or agitated or irritated with children when they are genuinely just curious about how things work. But um, in my experience or my personal experience has taught me, you know, more compassion and patience because I remember how I felt when 
I had questions and was curious and inquisitive and being shut down or being told that, you know, not to question certain things. So for me, that really taught me how to be compassionate and patient with children who we are introducing to the world. They're learning these things as they go along. And we are the people who already have that knowledge as adults. And the more that we either reject them or turn them away, the more they either turn to other people or other sources that might not be as healthy for them to, to find those answers or the more they shut down internally. Right. And that experience in my childhood allows me to respond consciously to their to my nieces and nephews curiosity and inquisitive natures without making them feel as though they are a burden to me for for having questions or you know they are irritating me right and like i said i completely understand that parents and you know guardians are usually frustrated at other things going on around them you know that can cause them to already be in an irritated mood you know and be more irritated easily by harmless questions. But I believe ultimately it's a parent's job to nurture their child's true nature so that they can grow without self-restriction in the name of self yeah. <laughs> Guys, I can't speak today. And um, yeah, so that they can grow without self-restriction in the name of self-preservation, right? Like they're restricting themselves to preserve themselves. And that's ten, that, that definitely tends to play out. At least it did for me. Um, I'm sure that there are some of you that can also agree with that. So what I decided that I would do if I could go back and reparent my younger self, my little Shauna, <laughs> I would carefully give her appropriate, like child-appropriate answers to her questions and then I would interact and then return a question to her you know one in which that would spark her imagination or pique her curiosity for her to then go out and seek the answer while providing her with the tools to do so right so that would essentially have taught me self-sufficiency and discernment right while allowing myself to take a break as an adult from okay you know I need to kind of I need to pay attention to her and I need to make her see make her feel seen and heard but I also have work that I need to do that I can't keep putting off so you know if I address her question and give her something else to think about and then give her the tools to go and find that answer you know you kind of buy yourself some time right like as a as a parent or as an adult so that's really what I had down for my journal prompt from last week. And I just wanted to share that with you because I think it is so important. A lot of parents these days, I can see just even being in the grocery store, get like irritated when their child is constantly mommy, 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 or asking 50 million questions. And it, you know, even as an adult, I, you know, it is annoying. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> but you can't let that be reflective in how you respond to your child, right? Um, so that's ultimately what I had for that. And um, so this, this week's episode, this week's episode is about getting ready, right? It's the resource episode. So in preparation for the next three episodes, I'm going where I'm going to be unpacking some really heavy topics, um, including grief, 
identity crisis, and surviving unhealed parents. So I wanted to provide some resources ahead of time that might help you prepare to tackle those topics within yourself before listening to lessen the triggering nature of the topics, right? Because grief can be a very triggering topic. Um, And, you know, before we even get into the episode, I I do want to preface that grief is not solely about death. You can grieve a myriad of things, and I'm going to go deeper into that during that particular episode, which is going to be episode four, but um, I just really wanted everyone to kind of get everything understood within themselves before listening to these particular episodes because they're going to be very heavy, and they're also going to be kind of triggering So I just really want everyone to have the tools that they need or tools that have helped me um, while tackling these topics. Um, Identity crisis. This is actually going to be one of my favorite episodes, episode five, um, because I don't know about you guys, but I definitely, because of childhood trauma, had a major identity crisis multiple times within my life. And, you know, of course, your social setting and what you go through, like high school, middle school, those types of experience experiences tend to shape your identity. So then when you get to an, when you get to adulthood, you have to go back and unpack all of those aspects of an identity that essentially is not yours. Right. Because these are things that you adapted to survive, things you adapted to be accepted, things you adapted to be um, to be belonging or to fit in. So I'm very excited about the identity episode. Um, I'm going to be sharing some things that I've never shared with anyone else. And I'm very nervous, but also just very excited to release it and, and like let it go. And um, so the last episode of, well, the, the last of the three that we're preparing for particularly is surviving unhealed parents. Now, this episode is going to be triggering to a lot of people because whether we realize it or not, a lot of our parents have not done the work. A lot of our parents were living in the same cycles that their parents raised them in and their grandparents and so on and so forth. So there are going to be things in here in that episode that trigger you to have those aha moments, which is what this podcast is about, and really take a deep dive into separating your parents from the humans that they are. And what I mean by that is At a certain point in your inner child healing, you have to stop looking at your parent as your parent and look at them as an individual outside of you, outside of anyone else, and just look at them like as this woman or this man or, you know, non-binary parent, if you if you have and um, look at them and see how they move through the world, how they take up space, how they limit themselves. Right. And. Then see how that is playing out in how you live your life as an adult. And then you're going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> I did not realize that I do the same thing. It's, it just becomes so second nature to us that we never think twice about it. And we never stop and think, oh my goodness, this is, this is not beneficial to me. I have to stop this cycle, right? So um, 
jumping into the resources, um, I want to go by episode. So grab a pen, grab some pencil or paper, <laughs> grab some pencil or paper. Guys, I'm going to be just, I'm going to shoot the shit with you right quick. Um, like I said in my prior podcast episodes, I am still learning how to edit, but I also find solace and comfort in being transparent of like, I'm human, I make mistakes, I don't know everything, I'm not perfect, and I don't want to have this perfect podcast where everything is just so perfect and Shauna made no mistakes. And you will also hear mass- like hear me refer to myself as either Aura or Shauna, both are valid, um, Aura is preferred, <laughs> Shauna is my birth name, um, however... Both are valid, like I said. And, uh, you know, I always give the the warning that I go off on tangents. That's who I am. Like, I, this podcast is about me at the end of the day. Like, this podcast is about me being authentically myself, working through my inner child traumas and healing, and bringing you guys along for the ride so that you guys can have sparks of aha moments that trigger you to start your journey or to bring something from your subconscious that needs to be healed to the forefront. Because when I'm speaking, if there is something that resonates with you, it is resonating with you because it is something that also needs to be healed within yourself, right? And the more that I limit or edit myself, and no, this is not just a cop out for not knowing how to do something, because I'm learning. But at the same time, it's still me being genuinely me, right? And that is the whole point of this. I want to I want to introduce everyone to inner child healing that hears this podcast and I want them to understand how society and um, how society and parental, (laughs) how, how basically like how society and parental um, rearing has changed you on a soul level and you need to heal from that, right? Like societal norms are not norms right? That's what we've become accustomed to on a societal level, but it doesn't make it normal. Like, what is even normal? I don't understand. Like, who decided what was and what was not normal, right? I mean, there are certain things that I listen and I hear and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, that's a little, that's interesting. (laughs) It's interesting. You know, there's, to me, there's no normal or abnormal because who decided that? Who is up in this like who is saying that this is not normal I don't understand and you know at the end of the day it's my podcast (laughs) and I'm gonna do what I want (laughs) so like it or love it like it or leave it it doesn't it doesn't matter to me but for those of you who are here for the long haul because there will be a long haul you know you'll come to realize how I am and You'll see my growth throughout the podcast and, you know, maybe that will also inspire you to go ahead and start a podcast for yourself. But um, this podcast is truly about how societal norms hinder your, your inner child growth because of what is and what isn't acceptable in society. What is and isn't acceptable in regards to parent-child relationships, you know, or what is damaging during parent-child relationships, so that, that was my little spiel, my little tangent, but we're going to get back to it <laughs> because like I said, it is what it is. Like, you know, this is, this is such a heavy topic that any way that I can make it 
more appealing and more lighthearted, that's the path I'd like to go. Because that's how I am genuinely. I'm a lighthearted, free-spirited person. And, you know, for me to be talking about such a heavy topic and to be so vulnerable, um, I think that within itself, regardless of how polished the episodes or the podcast itself is that it's just such a such an amazing feat right okay so enough about that let's jump right on in so as I mentioned episode four is going to be the grief episode so I wanted to give you two resources that can certainly assist you with understanding grief now like I mentioned earlier grief is not solely about losing someone or death It could be someone, you know, moved away that was very important to you and you never processed that essential loss, right? Like, you know, when we were kids, I was born in 92, I'm 28, soon to be 29, shout out to my Virgos, but um, soon to be 29, you know? So in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, we were just getting cell phones, razor phones and, you know, all those things, but... When I was in elementary school, I had a ton of friends who moved away and I never seen or heard from again, you know, because I didn't have a cell phone back then. We weren't able to, you know, write letters because we didn't even get each other's numbers. Like back then, you didn't know you were really moving until after you've moved. So, you know, those were friendships that were really important to me at that time. And I never grieved. I mean, you know, I was sad about it, but I never genuinely grieved the loss. Right. You know, think about. If your dog ever ran away and you like, did you grieve that loss or did you just cry for a few days and then your parents bought you a new dog and then you totally forgot about your old dog, (laughs) you know? So these are different, different variants of grief that really do also need to be healed. But, um, so number one is it's called Childhood Disrupted. Now this book is by Donna Jackson Nakazawa. I could be mispronouncing that, Miss Donna Jackson, N, if you are listening, my apologies. Um, if you should ever find this podcast, my apologies. Um, and then, <laughs> so this one is definitely focused on your inner child, your inner child healing um, regarding grief. Straight to the point, right? The second one. It's called It's Okay That You're Not Okay by Megan Devine. And that is just more grief-centered. And it, it like I said, it, it's more inclusive of all different variants of grief. I don't know if you guys can hear that. There's like a truck outside my window and it's super loud. Can't control that. Um, <laughs> but um, so yeah, those were the two resources that I have for you guys in regards to the grief episode, which is going to be next week. Then moving on to the identity crisis episode, as I mentioned, I'm very much so looking forward to this. And uh, the first resource is called Something More, Excavating the Your Authentic Self by Sarah Ban Brethnack. Um, I'm going to, as always, list all of these resources in the description of the episode because a lot of these last names are very um, intricate. So... I want you guys to be able to find the correct book and the proper author. So, yeah. And then the last resource that I have for the identity episode is called The Impact of Identity, The Power of Knowing Who You Are 
And that is by Irina Nez, Nevz, Nevzlin. Nevzlin. I'm pretty sure. Now, this book I found to be extremely supportive to my identity crisis because it really helped me put into perspective all of the things that did and did not belong to me as far as identity goes. Like things that I picked up from my friends in order to fit in, things I picked up from my parents, you know, being in survival mode, especially most children, you know, you guys are in survival mode, especially if your parents aren't healed, right? You, you tend to form some kind of trauma bond to that relationship, which then puts you in survival mode, right? Some of us are still living in survival mode. And then lastly, the heaviest of all the upcoming episodes. Um, well, I, I won't say that because episode um, nine is uh pretty rough but we'll cross that bridge when we get there um but okay so the unhealed parents episode there are three books that i recommend that are just so freaking expansive that i mean honestly it will really open your eyes to some of the things that you still have your rose colored glasses on regarding your parents Right. So the first book is called The Emotionally Absent Mother by Jasmine Lee Coral. And um, man, this was a deep dive for this book. I suggest a highlighter, a notepad and something to write with, because you're going to want to take notes. You are going to want to dissect and analyze every aha moment this book provides to you. Right. And then um, and, you know, I, part of me is always like, I don't want to give away too much. I'm giving you these resources because I really want you to go and find them and, you know, use them for yourself. Right. Um, but moreover, these last two resources, I will not lie. I have ordered these books. I have not dove into them yet. As you can tell from previous episodes I have a ton of resources I have over a hundred books in in my room over a hundred books like I have a nine shelf bookcase that is so full I have books on my radiator I've got books in storage I've got books um in the basement I've got audiobooks I've got <laughs> regular books on my iPhone um you know just the, the electronic books like I've got over 200 books in total so <laughs> me getting to each and every one of them day by day week by week is how that that works right but these last two resources like I said I I'm 110% transparent I have not read but they were recommended to me by my therapist and um she she never misses <laughs> so I'll say that but um the the second resource is called what happened to you by Bruce D Perry and uh my from my understanding from the synopsis of the book it is breaking down your childhood trauma based on your parental units, right? The, the people who raised you, your parents or your guardians. And it's kind of looking at it through the scope of them. That is my understanding. Um, if any of you go ahead and read the book before I do, 
go ahead and check out the Piercing the Paradigm podcast on Instagram and comment. Let me know what you think. Let me know, you know, what you got out of it and uh, if you were grateful that you read it, right? And then lastly, the book is called It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin. And um, it's very similar in nature to the prior resource that I just provided by um, Bruce. And like I mentioned, this one I have also not read yet, but I do have it on my bookshelf. I'm I'm just trying to get through it. I literally made a system for myself of what book I'm going to read in which order. And um, (laughs) because I also do journaling and the 50 million other things that I do, um, it it usually takes me about two weeks to finish a book, anything less than 300 pages. Um, but some of the books that I have been reading lately, not these particular books, but some of the books that I am working on right now and other aspects of my healing journey are like 500 pages long. And most of those are psychology journals or psychology, um, author, like the authors are psychologists. So it's, it's pretty sturdy. (laughs) hefty books so um it's been taking me a while to get through them just because all of the verbiage that's used that I'm not accustomed to I have to go and you know look up a word in the dictionary and like if you're anything like me I then highlight it in the book and I use the 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 (laughs) I use the the I can't speak I use the the thesaurus (laughs) to find a word that I understand that is a synonym to the word that I don't understand and I write that in the book so that when I reread it I already understand and have a better understanding of what that word is right and what it means so that's also like how you broaden your vocabulary guys you're welcome (laughs) all right so yeah that is um those are all the resources that I had for you. Like I mentioned, I thought it was very important for me to provide these in advance. I know I usually provide the resources based on each episode before, I mean, during the, you know, during the episode, at the end of each episode, I give you guys the resources based on the topic of that episode. But because these episodes are going to be so hefty and so, um, that they can be triggering, I wanted you guys to be prepared in advance, right? I wanted you guys to not shy away from the episode because you didn't feel prepared. So, as I do, remember guys, I am not a professional tarot reader or oracle card puller. I just enjoy doing this because it's a part of my spiritual practice and because I really think um, that these messages are completely valid and meaningful. And you can definitely find resonance within them, you know, if you apply them to your own life. So I'm still using the Whispers of Healing Oracle by Angela Hartfield. Um, As I mentioned, I am working on my own Oracle deck. I am very excited about. But more on that after it's finished. (laughs) So I pulled today's card. And the card that we got is intention. Now, I just want to describe the card first. So an angel rides on the back of a unicorn amidst a multitude of butterflies. Imagine your attentions are those butterflies flying forth to transform your day. Angels show up to remind you that you are always protected and loved. 
The unicorn represents the magic that is held within your intentions. The angel wears iris in her hair to symbolize faith and hope. The images adorning the angel's wings speak to your intentions. Remember to create the positive things you are longing for and not the things you don't want. So, the breakdown of the card is intention setting is a powerful tool for improving your energy and healing levels. When you focus your thoughts and actions with purpose, you increase the chance of achieving your goals. Intention setting can be done throughout your day. You're, you might start your day with an intention that you add to as, you, as your day goes along. You can set a short-term intention, such as for inner calm while facing a tense situation. The stronger your intention, the more focused your actions. Intentions can bring fast results. Setting strong intentions does not mean controlling people or situations. It means focusing on yourself and directing your will. Being clear about your intentions will help you have greater positive control over your life and make it easier to deal with obstacles. Rather than thinking of your goals in broad terms, be specific. Outline a key intention for each day and hold it in your heart until you go to sleep at night. And I think that's beautiful. You see, I set the intention to lower any triggering uh, feelings in the upcoming three episodes by preparing you guys, right? You know what they say, if you, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. I think I got that from RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> um, but I do love that show. So, hey, it is what it is. Um, lastly, I do have a journal prompt for you guys, and this is in preparation for the grief episode, um, because what I'm going to do is, since I have given you guys all the resources, which will be repeated for their, um, for the, uh, oh, sorry, I, I, like, literally thought the recording had stopped for some reason. Um, so they, you know, I will still be providing the correlated resources for the episode, but, um, what I'm going to do in preparation for each episode is give you the journal prompt in advance, uh, for the next three episodes so that you can kind of get those emotions and feelings out. Um, so while you're listening, you can kind of focus intently on applying the information to what you've already written, right? Uh, so you're not, so to speak, influenced by anything. It's, it's more or less you've gotten those feelings out on the page already. Okay, so next week's journal prompt is, well, this week's journal prompt for next week, the grief episode, <laughs> is what is the first loss you remember experiencing? Now, like I mentioned earlier, it could be, a physical loss as in death. It could be you or a friend moving or relocating. Uh, remember, you know, yourself relocating could be considered a loss. You lost, you know, your favorite house or your favorite park or, you know, your favorite school. You, you know what I mean? Like there's so many different variants of grief or your dog ran away. You know, those are just a small sample of examples, but they are very prominent and they, they occur very often in, in your childhood. You know, those of us who have experienced any form of loss probably didn't see it as such at the time, right? So the following question, still a part of the prompt, is what emotions do you relate to this experience? And how can you comfort your inner child through those feelings if they are unresolved? 
So I really want you guys to think about one particular moment where you felt was a loss that you did not grieve. Think about the emotions that you related to that experience and then talk or write to your inner child and comfort them through those feelings and emotions the way you wish it, you know, your parent or guardian had done while you were experiencing them, right? Okay. All right, guys. So that's all I had for you guys this episode. And it actually wound up being 32 minutes. There goes about my ramblings, right? And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I know it doesn't seem like I should be excited about the grief episode, but, you know, healing grief is such a freeing experience. And, um, you know, it, it just, it lifts a weight off your shoulders, off your chest, off your heart. And it, it frees you. It really does. It frees you. And I'm excited to not only free myself, but to hopefully help you guys free yourselves, you know, or put you guys on the path to free yourself because I can't do the work for you. And I, I you know, I don't want to. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not that big of a jerk. <laughs> But yeah, it is what it is. All right, guys, I am wishing you a serendipitous rest of your week. I pray that your week is filled with plot twists and unknown surprises that are positive to every soul that you experience, right? I pray that the people that walk into your your energy field this week are happy, inviting, and warm and joyful, all right? That's my prayer for you guys. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.